The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back to the 750. I am your ORG Ochoa. He is your 75 two time Super Bowl champion, college football Hall of Famer, the one and only Tony Casillas. TC is not here today. A few things to address right off the very top. Uh, first of all, make sure to subscribe to the Blog of the Boys podcast network wherever you get your podcasts. Look for Blog of the Boys, your preferred podcast provider. Subscribe, leave a rating, write a review. Those things help. Second of all, Tony not here today. Uh, we had some timing issues and whatnot, so uh, Tony will be back next week, so no worries there. Third, before we get started on today's actual episode, I know that I sound very different. Um, I'm traveling this week. That added to the complications when it came to lining our times up. Uh, I'm actually in Oklahoma right now, the land of Tony Casillas, some would say. And so um, I thought that I packed the appropriate cable for my microphone. Guess what? I did not. So I'm recording this on my AirPods. Not uh, an ad for an AirPod or anything like that, but uh, hopefully the audio sounds fine enough to the point that um, you guys don't hate me for it. But so apologies there. Um, I did try to record a TikTok and Instagram reel on Monday um, <laughs> with uh, without the AirPod, and it was very difficult. Turns out the AirPod cannot be used to record everything. Uh, I've learned a lot about AirPods in the last 24 hours is basically the point. But uh, we wanted to make sure that you had an episode here on your feed because we always have one on Tuesday. Uh, we always, obviously always have an episode every single day. Um, and so a few things to get to. The Dallas Cowboys, of course, having their mandatory mini camp this week. Uh, that is exciting. Um, it's part of the offseason process. It means we're obviously getting closer to football. That's kind of what everything means these days. Um, and the first thing is it was reported very early Tuesday morning that Dalton Schultz will, in fact, be in attendance. Now, last week, we obviously uh, saw the report originally from NFL Network's Tom Pelissero, who had the report this week on Tuesday morning uh, that Schultz would be in attendance. I do think that's interesting, by the way, just because if you have tracked the if, if you're into the like reporter game, uh, Mike McCarthy's guy is seemingly Tom Pelissero. Tom Pelissero was the person who you will recall went to McCarthy's barn and filmed the McCarthy project for NFL Network. Tom Pelissero got an exclusive one-on-one, I guess one-on-two, uh, with Dak and McCarthy last year in Oxnard. So Tom Pelissero very plugged into the Mike McCarthy-led Dallas Cowboys. He was the one who reported that Schultz was going to be missing, uh, or skipping rather, the voluntary portion of OTAs, what was remaining, obviously, last week. And he was the one who reported a bright and early Tuesday morning that Schultz would be there. Um, to the Schultz being there part, 
this felt inevitable, right? Like, I don't think any of us really were fretting or worried. And that's not in, you know, said in any sort of disrespectful way towards Dalton Schultz. But like we talked about last week, Schultz kind of forfeited whatever leverage he may or may not have had when he signed the franchise tag. And, and I think that that's such an important part of this. Uh, when we talk about players who are dissatisfied with the franchise tag situation, they are usually players who have not signed the tag. And, and that's where Schultz is a little bit different. If you want to be literal, and, and I wrote this when I wrote the article about it for the site, Schultz is technically upset. And, and I'm, I'm very rarely team Cowboys on, on stuff like this. And I don't even know that I'm team Cowboys. I'm just team what are the facts. But Schultz technically signed a new contract with the Dallas Cowboys a couple of months ago, right? Like if we're being literal, that's what happened here. He was franchise tagged. Obviously, there are not a lot of players who embrace the tag, but he did sign it. So he therefore signed a one-year deal with the Dallas Cowboys valued at just under $11 million. That value obviously fully guaranteed because it's franchise tag. And so how often, like if we put it in those terms, you know, because we see contract holdouts all the time, right? How often do we see an NFL player upset with their contract situation when it's a contract that they signed just a few months ago? Um, and, and that's, you know, again, it sounds obtuse, but that is literally the situation that we're in now for what it's worth. Pelissero did note in his report, the contract conversations between Dalton Schultz and the Cowboys have picked up as of late. Um, and, and I, again, no disrespect for Dalton Schultz, but I think I speak for a majority of Cowboys fans and saying, we do not want to see the Dallas Cowboys blink here. You have been penny pinching this whole way. Do not stop that now. Dalton Schultz is an awesome player, and, and maybe you believe he is an important part of the Cowboys offense. He is an important part of the Cowboys offense, but it is not a position that is necessarily worth some high premium resources, which is what a big-time contract would be at the tight end position. And if you're Dalton Schultz, you know, we talk about this with any franchise tag player, right? The Cowboys, by tagging him, effectively said you're worth $11 million per year, because that's basically what the tag value is, right? So if you're Dalton Schultz and you're asking for a four-year contract, you're saying, well, it better be for at least $44 million, right? Because you told me that I'm worth that much. That was our argument about the franchise tag when it came to Dak Prescott. So the logic is the same. Um, and it's difficult to compartmentalize paying Dalton Schultz that much money. The Dallas Cowboys did draft Jake Ferguson, incidentally, in the fourth round this year. Same round where they found Dalton Schultz in uh, four years ago. Lots of fours all over the place. Uh, so I'm certainly enjoying that. But um He's, he's back. And it, again, it made sense all along that he was not going to miss mandatory minicamp because he is subject to fine if he misses that. And he, again, I'm, I'm really not trying to say Dalton Schultz is, is messing this up or anything like that, but he really didn't have a lot of room to stand on because he signed the tag. He really kind of had to show up. And so that's what made this situation um, a little bit interesting. So that's the latest on Dalton Schultz. Two more things that I wanted to get to um, in this Obviously, shorter episode of the 750. Again, apologies to everyone. Um, I cannot believe, you know, I, I've, I've traveled so many times um, in this job to, for different places or two different places and for different reasons, and I've never forgotten my mic cord. Um, and so that's, uh, that's a first for me. Uh, but the next one up, there was a, a discussion in the Star-Telegram on Monday uh, you know, one of the hottest subjects right now when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys, right? There's there's usually like kind of a grab bag, like five different subjects that people talk about at any given point in the year. And right now, one of the things is Tony Pollard, right? Tony Pollard has to be used more in 2022. Tony Pollard, Tony Pollard, Tony Pollard. And I agree with all that, right? Like I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with that idea by any means or any stretch. Uh, but the Star-Telegram noted, and we wrote about this at our site, 
that Tony Pollard was, the verbiage was, explicitly told at the end of last season that he would be used more in 2022. So, you know, the optimist in me says, awesome, right on, let's party, get Tony Pollard more involved. I want to see that, you want to see that, you know, you know, kumbaya, right? But the pessimist in me says, well, we have heard that before, right? Like, because we have, we, we, we've seen Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott on the field together, right? We've seen that happening at OTAs. We've seen that happen, you know, in the middle of games, but it just, uh, you know, Bob Sturm had a great write-up about this subject uh, this offseason. That, that, that usage, so to speak, faded over the season. And, you know, people are critical of Kellen Moore. People are critical of Mike McCarthy. People are critical of the Cowboys, right? Like, how can you not utilize Tony Pollard? And I agree. I, I mean, I don't know how you can look at somebody of his skill set that can offer you what he can and not feel like it's your every mission uh, or your, you know, like it's the most important thing in the world to, to utilize him as much as possible. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. He's arguably your most explosive playmaker if you're the Dallas Cowboys. But um, where I do think, and, and I'm not trying to, to take the cheese, so to speak, but where I do think this situation is just a little bit different is Tony Pollard is entering a contract here with the Dallas Cowboys, right? And, and we know that the Cowboys want to make sure they got the most out of players before they let them leave. And I think their worst nightmare is generally speaking a player leaving, you know, without them utilizing them properly. And I think the the most flagrant example of that is DeMarco Murray. And so I think the Cowboys really want to utilize Tony Park. Now, I think there's also obviously a lot of pressure on this team to have success in 2022 and Tony Park can, can help make that happen. Um, but we'll see. I mean, or, or you know, it, I understand, like, you know, the Cowboys want Zeke Gulley to be their top running back, their RB1, feed Zeke, whatever. There are other ways to use Tony Potter. You do not have to, you know, just have him take handoffs out of the backfield. Utilize him in the passing game. Throw him out in the slot. I mean, there are so many ways that, you know, um, a, a supposed creative offensive coordinator could find to utilize Tony Potter. And so we'll see if that's the case. But the, the final point I have on this is, again, the, the Star Telegram's note was that Pollard was – explicitly told at the end of last season that he would be used more in 2022. When I read that, the, the, like the sensation it reminded me of was you ever like, this would never happen to you, but you ever like fail a test in high school or college or something like that. And, and a test that you knew you were going to fail, right? Like we've all kind of had this, right? Like we've all walked into a test knowing that we didn't study, we didn't prepare, whatever. And so it is probably not going to go our way. And then we get the result, whether it's that day or, or the next class, whenever the grades are in, whatever. And we look at it, we're like, yeah, this is embarrassing. I failed this test. I know it's going to fail this test. But you know what? This won't happen to me again. I, I, I swear, I commit, I promise, I'm going to be better next time. This is not going to happen to me again. And, you know, 
whoever you're responsible to or, or whoever, you know, um, you counsel with in those moments, they usually say, why did it happen this time? Right? Like, why, why didn't you feel this way before the test? Right. Like why? And some, you know, that's part of just like learning and growing up, right? Like that's just part of life. Um, but so my first thought kind of along those lines was, you know, th this was told to Pollard, you know, right when last season ended, Oh man, you know, next season, we're really going to utilize you more. Why didn't you do it more last year? I'm mean, like, why? Like, you know, th this, this kind of like, you know, living in the moment and living in hindsight thing doesn't work. Um, and so that's frustrating that, you know, we, we all feel like it would be a lot nicer if the Cowboys had some more foresight when it came to subjects like this. Um, so it is what it is. Uh, last thing uh, to get to today in our uh, duct tape and glue and twigs episode of the 750 here. And a big shout out to Tony Casillas, of course. Uh, he wanted to be here, but, you know, the circumstances he's dealing with are very different as well. But um, this, this is something that Tony and I were, were talking about. We were kind of doing the show prep. Um, I don't know if you, our loyal listener, saw this, but um, Albert Breer wrote about in the MMQB this week that the Miami Dolphins reportedly offered Sean Payton $100 million to be their head coach this season. Uh, that was $100 million over four years. So, you know, quick graph comes out to $25 million per year. Um, and that is very interesting. Now, the Dolphins, part of this, just very quickly, um, you know, they have long been rumored to have been in the Sean Payton mix this offseason, right? Like we've heard that, that they wanted Sean Payton to be their head coach and they wanted to trade for Tom Brady and whatever. We're not here to have that conversation, but it's fascinating. I mean, like, I would love to just kind of look at that. I mean, the Dolphins already made a lot of moves in terms of trading for Tyreek Hill. Like, would they have had the capital to do that if they had traded for Tom Brady? But again, that's a wholly, you know, totally different thing. Uh, and But the Dolphins obviously hired Mike McDaniel, and he is their head coach for the foreseeable future. But what the Dolphins' news to me indicates, and I'm, I don't think I'm, like, breaking any news here, is that, and, and this is something we've talked about, but is that the Dallas Cowboys, if they are going to be in on the Sean Payton, you know, sweepstakes, so to speak, a year from now, nine months from now, they are going to have competition. It's not going to be the Dolphins, right? Because the Dolphins hired Mike McDaniel. They're not going to hire him next year and hire Sean Payton. But there was a team, a non-Dallas Cowboys team, who was willing to give Sean Payton $100 million over four years to be their head coach. That means that there are going to be other suitors. You know, like we, we've, we've done this before. Um, you know, when when Earl Thomas first became a free agent um, after his time in Seattle, right? And, you know, I know Earl Thomas has had several stories pop up in the last few you know, years, but talking about when he first became a free agent after Seattle, we all thought, because if you recall, it was, you know, well, Dallas needs to trade for him, trade for him, trade for him in the early days of 2018. And then he finally became a free agent. It was like, well, this is going to happen now, right? Like you two have been eyeing each other across the dance floor. And then sure enough, boom, here comes the Baltimore Ravens. It doesn't go there. So it's like, well, how did this happen? Like you, you, you know, there was no trade stopping this. So like now Earl could join the Cowboys for free, right? Like obviously just for money. And Jerry Jones loves to say it, it was, you know, I would write any check, whatever, uh, to win the Dallas Cowboys in the Super Bowl, but it didn't happen. Okay. You know, and I don't think anyone's upset about that, right? Like, you know, but trades and outright pursuals are different things. And so Cowboys did not outright pursue Earl Thomas aggressively enough when he became a free agent, when he joined the Baltimore Ravens ahead of the 2019 season, getting back to Sean Payton. Somebody else, some non-Dallas Cowboys team is likely going to be in the mix for Sean Payton in 2023. Now, the first part of this sequence is it's going to cost something to acquire him 
from the Saints, right? Like that's part of this. It's going to take some sort of trade compensation for the Dallas Cowboys or whoever it winds up being to acquire the rights to Sean Payton from the New Orleans Saints. Then whatever team this is, is going to have to give him a brand new contract. And you're probably thinking what I'm about to say, who cares what the contract is? Because it's a coach, right? Like it doesn't count against your salary cap, blah, 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 blah. We'll see. We'll see if the Dallas Cowboys are willing to write that check. Now, for what it's worth, that's a lot of money, right? $100 million over four years, $25 million per year. The exact financial figures of Mike McCarthy's contract with the Dallas Cowboys have never quite come to light. It was reported when he first joined the team in 2020 that he signed a five-year deal with the team and that his value on an annual average basis was higher than Jason Garrett's. Jason Garrett's previous contract that uh, expired uh, when Mike McCarthy took over was a $30 million contract over six years. So you're talking about, you know, very different money, uh, or five years, I'm sorry. Uh, but the point is Jason Garrett making five to $6 million a year versus, and that was a long time ago, but still Sean Payton now in the market for $25 million per year. So I think we can all assume that Mike McCarthy is not making $25 million a year for the Dallas Cowboys. So are the Cowboys willing to, A, publicly admit that they made a mistake on Mike McCarthy, if that's what it comes to, B, send whatever it is involved to send to the New Orleans Saints to acquire the rights to Sean Payton, and C, willing to spend the money the way they talk like they are. They, they say all the time that they would spend whatever it takes. That's what Jerry Jones loves to say. They might have that opportunity in 2023, and are they going to do it? But the thing I wanted to open up is if the Cowboys move on from – and I'm, I know there's a camp of people out there who – aren't exactly enthused by the idea of Sean Payton, who, who point out his career resume relative to Mike McCarthy's. And I think there's a lot of fairness to that, right? A lot of people criticize Mike McCarthy for not winning more with Aaron Rodgers. You can certainly say the same thing for, you know, Sean Payton with Drew Brees. But there is going to be another team. That's, that's the thing that I think, you know, if the Cowboys are truly banking on this, well, if McCarthy's bad in 2022, we'll just, we'll just move on and we'll just get Sean Payton in 2023. That might not work. There might be a Baltimore Ravens to come in and take your dude is the point. And what happens then, right? Like, I don't think we've, we've, any of us have answered that question. I, I, well, actually, I think we know the answer, but what happens if the Cowboys move on from Mike McCarthy in 2023? It's, it's February of 2023. The Dallas Cowboys are looking for a new head coach. Sean Payton comes out and says, yeah, I'm, I'm down. I'm getting back in the NFL, whatever. And whoever it is, some non-Cowboys team comes in and swoops him up. Who is the future Cowboys coach at that point in time? Is it Dan Quinn? Is it Kellen Moore? If it's not one of them, who is it? The options are pretty thin. And so it's just something I think the Cowboys have to be careful with. Now, it's possible, you know, this is something I think people would throw out, that the reason um, Sean Payton declined the Dolphins' offer uh, or that that didn't totally materialize is because he has some sort of agreement in place with the Cowboys. Maybe you believe that. Um, that's certainly a possible thing. But um, I don't know. I don't know. Interesting times. Interesting times um, all over the place. So uh, apologies again for the haphazard natureness of today's episode of the 750. Um, I promise um, it was not on purpose, but uh, we will be back in full order next week on Tuesday. Myself and Tony Casillas, uh, a full rendition of the 750. But between now and then, uh, we hope you have a great week. Uh, thanks for taking some time to join us here today. Uh, we love you. And uh, yeah. Go Cowboys. We'll see you next week.